The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Sarah Nickerson. Sarah is a therapist and storyteller living in New York City. After going 30 years without having a serious romantic relationship, Sarah found herself falling hard for someone. Even though she loved experiencing these feelings for the first time, she feared their joint struggles with mental health would lead to the end of their relationship. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, of course. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Uh, what do you want to talk about today? So today I'm going to be talking about a relationship that I was in last year. Okay. So it started in the summer, um, as I feel most great romances do. Yeah, uh, it's classic. Yeah, it's a classic <laughs> summer romance. But last year was actually a really good year for me, which is unusual. Um, I typically tend to be a little bit more depressed. Okay. And so I was having a, a good year that year. Um, and so I was, you know, dating. I was trying to get out there. I was on all the various dating apps. Yes. Um, and ended up meeting this guy uh, whose name was Daniel. And he messaged me first on the app. Okay. And initially, I wasn't really interested because we were both therapists. So usually therapists oh, that's like, <laughs> yeah. tend to be like <laughs> a little nutty. So I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, and he also lived in Brooklyn. And I yeah, lived in the Bronx. You don't, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, I don't, this is like already like two strikes against him. Yeah, I've done that relationship before and it's not, or it was in the Bronx, but it was like Harlem from yeah. Brooklyn. And yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was like an hour long subway ride. Yeah. It was a long distance relationship. It's a long distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really want to do it, but he kind of, um, I'll say he gent- gently harassed me into seeing okay. him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he convinced me to meet him. You know, I was pretty set on like I'm like I'm not coming to you like if you want to see me <laughs> like you have to come to me so he agreed um to come to Central Park North which is like not far from where I am yeah and he was like I'll pack a picnic it'll be great like we can meet each other like he was like so excited and I was just like all right whatever man like I guess I'll, I'll meet you <laughs> I'm putting in like 50 percent effort and you can put in 150 like, levels level so much out. more effort yeah um but i talked to him like throughout the week and like as we kept talking i got like more excited because okay. i realized he was like a cool dude and i remember thinking i have a very like strong intuition um and so i remember thinking the night before i met him i was like shit i'm gonna fall in love with him <laughs> and like i don't know how i knew it because like i hadn't like we really hadn't talked much but i just like intuitively knew that that's what was gonna happen um so i was curious uh so we met up the next day he had packed like a little picnic for the park like again lots of effort he like yeah. brought all these different like spreads or just like meats and cheeses and <laughs> yes, stuff like a fancy <laughs> ass picnic um which is very it was very thoughtful of him uh and when i met him he was he was i don't even know really how to describe like so he was he was like a tall dark handsome man that had the personality of like an 80 year old jewish guy okay (laughs) okay (laughs) very nurturing yes like very like worried like did you eat enough like do you want something else like do you want to sit in the shade Do you want to sit in the sun yeah just like full of anxiety like i am when i yeah i get that i can yes i can connect with that yes and he was actually jewish so i think that kind of (laughs) added to like the effect um but being with him was kind of strange because it was almost like uh 
I, you know, they say this, but like, like I had always known him. So it wasn't as much of like a getting to know you process as if it, you know, as if it was like coming home and seeing a relative. Yeah. And so you, so that was sort of like your initial, like when you actually met, started to feel that. Cause I guess you yeah. were talking and kind of like, eh, yeah. this is fine. Then you had that weird, like, oh, I might fall in love with this person. And yeah. then you met him and it was like, whoa, yeah, this actually is here. Like instant connection. Um, and it was weird too, because you, like, it wasn't just like a sexual attraction. Like I've had that before. You're like, oh, this person's like really cute. But it was almost like our souls connected, yeah. which is like a strange way to put it. Um, and he was, he felt so familiar to me, which was weird because like obviously I had never met him. Um, and sitting in front of him and, and talking to him was almost like, it almost was like being in front of a mirror because we had very similar upbringings. We both had a lot of trauma in our history, um, a lot of difficulty attaching to people. Yeah. And so it was kind of like the the edges of our hearts were very, like very familiar. Um, and he struggled with anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I could, yeah. I <laughs> you could, could tell picture it. Based on, yeah, the setup. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you two are sort of finding each other at this right moment in your life. So almost yeah. sort of where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, we're these people who have lived these lives. And now we have this overlap that we're finding each other. At. Yeah. Yeah. And both of us hadn't been in a serious relationship. And okay. we were 30. So yeah. it's like kind of unusual. But I think because of our mental health issues, it just... For me, it was like I'd maybe date somebody for a couple of months, but I had never really like felt that feeling with somebody. Yeah. Was it just like you just got to a point where you're like, okay, this is, I mean, as somebody who's also dealt with like oh, my own like mental health stuff at times, is it that thing of like, you just get exhausted almost like trying to. Yes. Yeah. You hit that point where you're like, <laughs> this is a lot to juggle. Yes. Like when I do this on my own, I can handle it. Yes. But when somebody else is a part of this, yeah. it's a lot. To handle. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. We call them norm- normies. We're like, oh, the normies, <laughs> like they can date, but we, like, we don't know how to date. So yeah, it was like this instant of finding somebody who kind of understood that. So, you know, I had the depression, he had the anxiety, you were a nice little like, you know, balance for each other. Um, and I, f- I really like, you know, I hesitate to say this because whenever my clients say it, I'm like, but did you? But like, I feel like <laughs> I really fell in love with him, like right away. Like I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm in love with him, even though like we hadn't known each other for very yeah, long. Yeah, like you could say that and it not feel weird. And you're like, it's yeah. weird that this doesn't feel weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a very it was a very strange. Feeling. So are you saying you sort of felt that on the first date or you're saying like very early on? No, like after the first date, I was like, yeah, I like, I love him. Like, it was just very like strange. Well, it was so I was at, I was at the show recently uh, and Ira Glass was there and he was like talking about love uh, and he was like, you know, recently got out of his, like his marriage ended a few years ago and he's like recently started dating. Yeah. And he said this beautiful thing about like dating somebody new uh, of, of like, if you're going to date somebody and keep dating them you almost like have to love them immediately yeah because if you don't like why would you continue dating them like you have to kind of have that initial feeling and then as you keep finding things out about them maybe it stays or maybe it goes away right but you can't say anything because you've only been on one date with a person and you can't be like yeah i love you because you don't you know (laughs) that's not like a real feeling at that point (laughs) yeah um yeah so it's like that sort of thing where you're like i feel really great about this thing but it feels weird that I feel so great about this yeah. thing so quickly. Yeah, I remember calling my sister on the way home and being like, yeah, we're dating. Like, it wasn't like we <laughs> really didn't have like a conversation. I mean, our date that day was like, I think it was like seven hours. Like, it was really long. Yeah, so it went from like picnic to just right, like to just doing like, more things. We just and... wandered around and like talked. And I think because we're both therapists, we also 
got to things a lot quicker than maybe most yeah, people would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just like go over those speed bumps of like, yeah, we'll yes. just take this on head on. We got like right to the meat of it. Yeah. Like, this is my issue. What's yours? <laughs> like, I take this medication. Do you see a therapist? Like, it was just like a long stream it's like of a weird, that. <laughs> Such a weird dynamic of being like, I know exactly how to handle this situation <laughs> yes. because I do this all the time with people. Yes. You know, we fell in love pretty quickly. I remember, um, I think maybe it was like our third date. We had gone to... The park where I don't know what park it was in like the Washington Heights area so it was like right across from the George Washington Bridge um and we went to that park and like uh, by this point which is like not even that early I mean not not that late it was early on in the relationship we were in that stage where we would just kind of like stare at each other okay like not say any words we were like that really annoying couple that everyone's like oh gross like get away from me and we like knew that we were and we were like whatever we don't care um but i remember being in that park and feeling so strong like just this really strong feeling of love but also realizing that i was like in big trouble (laughs) because i loved him so much and it was like a i could feel it it was like a fire um that was you know, like consuming me. And I remember on that date, um, all of a sudden this really big thunderstorm rolled in. It was like beautiful one minute and this like crazy thunderstorm the next. And we like ran under this mulberry tree and we were like holding on to each other and like looking at each other with all this love. And there's this like crazy storm happening around us. Or there's like lightning and like the mulberries are falling from the tree and we're like, we don't care. Like we're here together. And I remember feeling like, I wonder if this is a metaphor for where a relationship is. Yeah, headed. this is what this is what this love that I'm experiencing yes. is. It's like in a thunderstorm, crazy. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. The chaos came and found us, and it was like it did. It kind and, of became like a metaphor. And how long was that? Like into your relationship? Like that- a week. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I knew I was in. I yeah, was you like, already oh, like. Shoot. I have these feelings, and I also know that these are dangerous feelings. Yes. It was a very like. I remember feeling that like, oh man, like yeah, I'm in some deep shit here. And was this something that? you were talking to him about like as in your like therapist mode was it something that you were like sharing with him and he was feeling similarly or were you kind of like on this journey kind of in your head at this point I think we were so we would have a lot of conversations but I think we were worried about different things because he he was pretty certain like he was like I'm in it like okay so you were both equally in it yeah but you were the one who also was like I'm in it but this is dangerous yeah and he you know we complimented each other nicely because he was very practical and realistic and I'm very much like imagination and like (laughs) color and like we can do anything. And so I think his, you know, when we would talk about it, his concerns were like, well, what if we fall out of love? Will we like still like each other? Yeah. And I was like, well, what if our mental illness implodes? And he'd be like, I'm not worried about that. And he'd be like, well, I am (laughs) because like we both really, really struggle um, so I kind of knew that was like my main concern early on is like, I just don't know if our relationship is going to be able to withstand like two pretty severe mental illnesses. Yeah, just not not because of how you feel about each other, but just yes. like there's bigger things going on. Yes. Than just our feelings for right, each other. Right, right. Um, and I think one of like the big things about about him for me was that, you know, for most of my, and I think part of why dating was hard is for most of my life I felt, you know, I felt like I was bad. Right. I think mental illness does this thing to us where we're like, oh, like nobody will love me because I have this like really, you know, dark part of myself that I can't necessarily help. Yeah. Um, and I just felt bad. And so I think anytime I would get into a dating relationship, I'd be self-conscious about it. And I'd be like, oh, like I'm just going to drag this person down. Um, but with him, like he saw me the way that I, I wanted to be able to see myself. 
So like he saw the darkness, like he recognized it and I could I could show that part to him, but he also thought I was good. And that was like a new experience for me. Yeah, so you're like, whoa, this is turned around. Yeah, like I was so super, I was like, okay. And you know, as therapists, you know, one of the things that we talk about with our clients is that everybody has a core belief. So we all have like this one thing about ourselves that is like really stuck in, in a lot of our insecurities or whatever come come back to that one thing. And so I had done a lot of my own work in therapy. So I knew that my core belief was I'm bad. Like that was just like. Oh man, that's like so I know. tough. It's a tough one. And, and to yeah. know that that's, that's the thing that you feel about yourself. Yes. And can't get away if you're like, yeah. this is just how it is. Can't escape it. And yeah. I, so I knew that. And so, you know, because of that, I kind of always felt like I wasn't a very loving person. Like I was like, oh, I'm bad. I don't love people well. And his core belief, we talked about it because we're therapists, <laughs> was that he wasn't loved. So it was kind of funny that, you know, I felt like I wasn't loving and he felt like he wasn't <laughs> truly loved. But somehow between us, neither one of those things felt true. So he had the experience of feeling loved. And he would say that, like, wow, like nobody's ever loved me in this way. Like, this is such, like such a new experience for me. And I'd be like, well, nobody's ever thought that I was a good person. <laughs> I mean, people have, but like not in but that yeah, in that like, and Yeah, that yeah. level of intimacy to have that feeling. Yeah. So it was like a really healing relationship because I think I, it's almost like I could see myself for the first time in a, in a different way. Um, and he was able to connect to somebody, I think, in a, in a different way. And we both had like severe attachment issues. And so I think, you know, we had a wonderful like first couple of months and then the shit hit the fan. <laughs> Usually like two months in is like when I start to see clinical issues come up and it turns out it's the same thing with like, with, you know, in a relationship. Yeah. In a, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would say, yeah, two months is usually my threshold of like, yep. if something's going to go wrong, enough. like yeah. this is when it's going to go wrong. Yeah. So those things that I feared, they started to come up. Um, yeah. Those things of like your mental illnesses being yeah. a lot for the, for like the ability of the relationship to keep being strong. Yeah. Like, you know, the beautiful thing about a relationship is that I think because we understood each other so deeply we could kind of access a part of each other that like nobody else had ever been able to access. We were like very vulnerable with each other because we got it, you know, like yeah. I, I knew that he got it. Um, but what happens when you're vulnerable is that that person also has access to your like most like sensitive areas. Um, and because we had had very similar upbringings, it's almost like we were a perfect like two puzzle pieces matching together for like trigger central <laughs> and so a lot of times what would happen is like you know i'd be overly sensitive so if i sense like oh like something changed or maybe like he like it could be that he was like tired and he'd be like you don't love me <laughs> like i would freak out and then he would freak out in response to that and be like oh i thought like i was loving you and then like he would pull away and the way that we both work is like i push in when i get you know, anxious in relationships and he is the opposite. Like he would pull out. And so it was this like horrible dynamic where we would go back and forth where I'd like push in and he'd like push back <laughs> and we would feel really, you know, disconnected for something that wasn't even actually probably happening in the relationship. But it was really a response to like our own childhood dramas. We would both go very quickly into crazy town occupation of two. <laughs> like we were like, you know, and it was our own stuff. And so he would think like, you know, I'm not good enough for you and I'd be like no that's not what I'm saying and then I would feel like I was I needed too much um and it all kind of came to a head we we had planned this trip 
uh, to go camping for the weekend. And I was like, this is it. Like, it's going to solve our problems. Like, we're going to be stuck together for like 48 hours. We have to just get through everything. We're yeah. going to push through it. And that morning, um, you know, like I already was like anxious because I was like, you know, is this a good idea? And like, what's going to happen? Um, and that morning when he was like, okay, I'm going to pick you up at 10. It's like I got all my stuff together. I was like ready to go. And 10 o'clock rolled around and he didn't show up. And then 10.30 rolled around and he still didn't show up. By 11 o'clock, I had like literally, I was like out out of out of office. <laughs> like I had literally spun into like a spiral of like shame and despair. And my roommate was there. So she was like, just call him. Yeah, that's <laughs> I what like, I would have like, has- <laughs> Either one of you called or texted each other to be like, hey, where are you? Right. But I was like so anxious because I was like convinced. I was like, you know, he changed his mind and like he said, like he just doesn't want to come. And like I had like all these crazy thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So finally I called him and he would like literally he was like, I'm so sorry. Like I overslept. Like my alarm didn't go off. Like I like he was like beside himself. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. Like I was just like so relieved that he was still that, coming. Yeah, that he still wanted to go on this trip. Right. But then you know, once he came to pick me up, it was like, I think we had both gone in, you know, into our own, our own world. So like, he felt terrible. Like he like, wasn't a good enough boyfriend and that I like, didn't deserve, you know, that he was late. And like, I was like, <laughs> he's abandoning me and he doesn't love me. Yeah. You're still like not able to get out of your headspace mm-hmm. that you're in before this whole yeah, yeah. misunderstanding got like figured out. So yeah. that's still like in your brain of like, no, no, no. what if he didn't show up and this happened? And you're like, yeah. And I ended up uh, confronting him on a kayak. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like out in the middle of some lake yep. and just like. Because <laughs> I was like, you cannot escape me now. And so I was just like, so like, how do you think our relationship is going? <laughs> you know, like, what do you think is going on? And you said you're like around two months-ish, you said. I think I was like this? right into three months. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, he was like, no, like, I like, really like you and I like, I love our relationship and I want to keep it going. But like, I were, you know, he said all these things and I'm worried that I'm not going to be able, you know, to like be there for you in the way that you need and that I have issues that I haven't worked through. And I was like, well, I feel like I have issues I haven't worked through. And we were like, well, what do we do? Um, (laughs) And I like, you know, when I get really overstimulated, then I do shut down. And so then I just like stop talking on the kayak. (laughs) And he was behind me, like hitting me with his paddle. He's like, are you all right? And I was like, I need to get out of this kayak. Like it kind of backfired on me. Yeah, you like brought this upon yourself. (laughs) You're like, oh no, now this is the worst scenario to be in. Yeah. And so then I think he realized like, oh shoot like I gotta like we gotta like you know talk through this so you know we tried we we had a lot of long conversations a lot of like you know what do you need what do I need um how can you know we fix it or what can we do um but ultimately we just kept running into like the same issue over and over again um and I couldn't break up with him like I was just like I love you like and I can't I just like couldn't bring myself to do it like I cared so deeply for him and I knew that I was really important in his life. And I knew that me not being there would be as equally devastating for him as it was for me. Yeah. Um, but I remember being like, just feeling like I was dying. Like I, I physically remember feeling like everything around me was dying and that like I had to do something to get out of it before I was completely. Yeah. It's that feeling consumed. of like suffocation almost where yes. you're just like, I am fully in love with this person, but also realize that like it is. Just yeah. bearing down on it. Everything else is just... Yeah. 
bringing you down. Yeah, and I couldn't wrap my head around it because I, you know, I cared for him so deeply and I know he, he cared for me and, and I could tell that I also was, was triggering him. Like, I also was causing him to feel these bad things about himself in the same way that he maybe, he wasn't causing it, but like we we just were a, per- a perfect storm, literally. Yeah, because it's almost like it's the fact that you two both knew too much about yourselves and about the yes. other person. Yes, that is like the one thing about being a therapist is that it's like it's almost worse to be so aware of your problems because you're like, I am aware that I am totally fucking this up and I can do nothing to stop it. Yeah, it's just a train that I am driving and can't yep. stop, but I know that it's going into this wall. Bad places. So we ended up, I ended up kind of like gently suggesting like maybe we should like talk about like, you know what to do because it seems like we keep yeah hitting this wall um and so he he ended up coming over and i like i was like i can't do it like i just knew like i'm not strong enough to end this relationship like i just know that i can't do it um and i remember like him sitting on my bed and we were like holding hands and like both of us were crying and we were so confused because we were like we want to be with each other but somehow this is not working yeah (laughs) And that is the worst feeling in the world because it's not like one person that's like, I don't like you anymore or like, you know, I'm not really in love with you. Like we wanted to be together, but it was not working. Yeah, that was sort of like my last breakup was like that. And it was tough. It was really tough because it was this long. I was also two and a half years. Yeah. And it was like to know that we both cared about each other that much. But like there was a lot of things that I don't think either one of us like had the ability to figure out. Right. Yeah. fix yeah was like hard yeah and so he you know he technically he broke up with me but it was like a but you were like like, i'm not gonna do this so i need to push you to do this literally i was (laughs) like do you think you need to not be in a relationship like i just i just need you to say this because i can't yeah and i wish i had been man enough to be like yeah like i can't be in this relationship either but like i just couldn't do it and so i was kind of like gently trying to guide it in that direction and it was horrible. Like, I remember he was, like, crying, and he was like, this is the worst thing I've ever had to do, but I just, like, you know, I care about you, and I think for him, um, he loved me enough to break up with me, which is, like, a weird thing to <laughs> say, but it was true. Like, yeah. He was like, I can't keep seeing you suffer the way that you're suffering, and I know that I'm a part of that equation, and I can- I'm not willing, like, I'm- I don't want to participate in that. Yeah, because to love a person and know that you're causing a lot of the suffering that they're dealing with is yeah. really tough to at a certain point especially if like yeah you're for you're a few months in i guess it's a different thing of like years and yeah. things are happening you're like okay let's work through this stuff but yeah like yeah at that point you're like all right well we only owe, owe each other so much at this right. point this is safer for yeah both of our sanities yeah so yeah we had this you know weird break we were like upset and it was like what am i gonna see you again i don't know like, <laughs> yeah. it was just like yeah that weird tears. thing we both still care about each other what are we supposed to do now yeah and it was like a very like unclear because i think for well i know for both of us we were like but are we gonna get back together <laughs> like it wasn't like <laughs> yeah, a you clear, already were at that stage <laughs> yeah like it was just like right now this isn't working but like maybe but we'll get back it? together yeah. so after we broke up i like went into a deep depression because up until that point like i had been fine by myself i was like i don't need anybody like i'm good and then once i experienced love and that sort of like belonging to somebody i was like oh fuck like yeah now i don't have this anymore and i feel worse about myself 
for not having this anymore. Yeah. And probably putting the blame on yourself for ruining it or whatever. You know, yes. it's like that thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, what? Maybe if I had been different or if I was like, you know, healthier. Or what if like he was healthier? And then like driving yourself crazy yeah. being like, maybe we'll get back together. <laughs> if we like both work on our issues. Um, but I mean, it ended up being good because I, 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 one of the things I realized shortly after we broke up was that like he had given me back to myself. Yeah. Which is like a, a strange way to put it, but it's like I had never really been able to be at home within myself. And somehow I think through him loving me, I, I was able to connect like deeper to a part of myself that I hadn't been able to before. Yeah, it's that weird thing of like just just see being able to see that somebody else loved you for you, let mm-hmm. you be able to like love get me. closer to loving yeah. you for you, right? Yeah. Like, it's that thing of like, oh, so I, somebody's capable of loving me, so maybe I'm capable of loving me. Yeah, which is like, everyone's always like, nobody will love you until you love yourself. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> we need other people's love. And like, love really does help us to be able to like recognize the things within ourselves that we can't see. Um, so I think it was like maybe two months after we broke up, I was like, you know, I was hoping it would go away, but it didn't. It just like the feelings <laughs> intensified. And I just like would think about him all the time. And I was like, I wonder if he's okay. And like he's alone and I'm alone. And we're like both sad. But I was like, I can't reach out to him. Like it would be a really bad idea. Like I have to like give, you know, both of ourselves space. And so I kind of got to this place where I was like, you know, I call it open hands. Where I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't live my life in the future. I can't live it in the past. So I just have to hold everything with open hands and hope that in one way or another, it's going to work out. And shortly after that, um, I remember he lived in Brooklyn. I lived in the Bronx. There was no way yeah, our there's paths not a lot of overlap would ever cross yeah. ever. Um, but shortly after that, like around Christmas time, and I was in the habit of looking for him everywhere, like everywhere. And I'm like, I know I'm not gonna run into him, but I would be just like scanning the crowds everywhere. Yeah, every like, subway you'd walk on. Like, yeah, Is he I'd be on like, this car? glasses, brown hair, brown <laughs> eyes. Like it could be him. <laughs> Uh, and so I was I was already in the habit of doing this. And then one day I had gone, I had to go to work on a Saturday, which is super unusual for me. Uh, and I had to be in the area of like Penn Station, which is like a super crazy area. Um, and you know that Sabaros that's like right outside of the 32nd yeah. Street Station? The one that Michael Scott goes to yes. in, in that episode <laughs> yes, of The that Office. exact one. <laughs> so I was, I was getting ready to get on the train. And I like looked over into the Sabaros and I was like, that's him. And he like turned around and looked at me. And then we were both kind of like looking at each other and just like, what do we do? Like, What's the next move here? We're like, do we talk to each other? Do we not talk to each other? And then I was like, well, I guess I should go in. <laughs> so he like gave me like a hug. And then it was like, we both, I think we just didn't really, we're speech. Like there were no words. We were just like, uh, like mumbling, like nothing to each other. Yeah, even though you wanted this you weren't really expecting it to happen and didn't know how to actually handle it happening. Yeah, and I was so excited to see, like, I was super excited to see him. And, uh, yeah, so he was like, can I call you later? And I was like, yeah, of course you can. Uh, And we ended up talking on the phone that night. And, you know, same stuff, different month. Like, still in the same places. Like, still, you know, couldn't date each other. Yeah, was there part of you that thought like, oh, we're going to talk and everything's going to be different and we're going to be able to like be together without any issue? Absolutely. Like I was like, he's probably healthier now. And like, I felt like I was healthier. Yeah. So I was like, it's going to be different and this is a sign and we're going to be together. And then when we got on the phone, I was like, yeah, I'm still really anxious. And I was like, yeah, I'm still pretty depressed <laughs> and nothing had changed. And so like my heart was kind of broken all over again. 
Um, so another couple of months passed and I was like still thinking about him and still like wanting, you know, to be with him. And I'm like, damn, I can't get this guy out of my head. So I was like, I'm just going to write him a letter. I'm going to write him a letter and I'm going to send it to him. And that's going to be like my closure. Yeah. And I thought this was going to (laughs) work. I think there was a part of me that knew it was really probably just a way of being like, maybe you'll respond to me and then we'll talk. Yeah, but it's just a thing of like, I just need to put all my feelings down on paper so they're like out there. Yeah. And then I don't have to like, they're not on me anymore. Yeah. Right? It's like that idea. Yes. Like, and I was like, I'm, you know, I'll just write this one last letter, like all of my hopes for him, like everything I want for him in life and just like, you know, I wish you well, like that kind of letter. And I had a painting, I, I paint, so I sent him this painting of us that I had I had actually painted that day we ran into each other. Um, so I sent it to him, and then, this was in January, and then, like, Valentine's Day rolled around, and I hadn't heard anything back, so I was like, guess that's it, like, end of the road, like, yeah. boys to men style, like, that's <laughs> it. Uh, and then I got, like, I received a letter from him. It was like a text letter, which I had never received. Oh, just a really long text really message. Really long. But like when it's that long, it turns yeah, into like, like, yeah, like a document. Multiple scrolls. <laughs> yes. So, and it was like very different than the letter. Like my letter was kind of like, a, I, I love you. I care about you. I wish you well. His letter was like, I love you. I don't know what to do because I can't move on. And like, you know, I don't even know really why I'm writing this, but I just need you to know how I feel and I know that that doesn't doesn't change anything. And then, so again, I was like, maybe. Yeah, this is, is it coming back around? (laughs) It's coming back around. So I texted him. I was like, hey, like, do you want to talk on the phone? He was like, yeah, I'd love that. So we talked on the phone um, and he was in a very, like a much healthier space. And I, at that point, was also in a healthier space. And so- it was different and I was like wow like you know it's different and so we agreed we're like let's meet up we don't know what the outcome is going to be but let's at least just meet up and talk through it together and see what's going to happen it probably didn't take more than 24 hours for it to like quickly spiral and it was the same thing like I was like he didn't respond to me in a message and then I like got paranoid and I was like he doesn't really want to see me he just said that Uh, yeah and then he was like well I like I do want to see you but like I don't know like it just it was like all the same things all over again yeah and I guess it's like whatever whatever like ideas of healthy that exist in you they're still there but they also like the other mental health stuff that you're dealing with is still there and it's like it's probably not hard to just have those old dynamics come up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, be in that headspace again. Yeah. So, I, like, bowed out. I did, I did, I was not responsible, and I kind of just, like, ghosted him. I think I was, I was very overwhelmed, and I was like, I can't, I don't know how to. Well, especially if you start having those, like, flashbacks again. Of yes. Like, this is too much. I don't, I can't go down this path again. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, called my therapist for 10 minutes, and I was like, I don't know what to do, and it was, it was bad. So I ghosted it and I had like other things going on in my life. So I, was, I literally was just like, I don't have the capacity to even think about this. Yeah. Um, but then like another th- few months later, I was like, okay, I I need to like go back and just like have this conversation. So this was like our our fourth or fifth final time. <laughs> Texting him, I was like, hey, can we talk? He was like, yes, absolutely. Um. And he was the one to kind of pull the trigger. He was like, I'd love to talk to you, but I can only talk to you if this is really like a goodbye conversation because it's just too hard to keep going back and forth like this. And I was like, okay. Um, 
and so we did. We had this like really beautiful last conversation where we kind of were able to like just thank each other for everything that, you know, we, we taught each other and to talk about how much we cared for one another and, you know, say like these are the things I really loved about you and I know that, you know, you're going to find a great match. I wish I could have been that person, but I couldn't. And he was like, you know, same for you. It was really sad. It was really, really sad, but it felt like, okay, like this is what had to happen. And then a week later, (laughs) I was in an Uber. I was like, so sad. I was like, it's over. And I'm like in the Uber and I like look to the left and there he is standing on the street corner in the middle of like nowhere Manhattan. And so I like rolled down the window and I was like, hey. And he was like, what the fuck? Like, we just were like, why does this keep yeah, happening Yeah, both of to you us? were like fine with this not having yes. to happen. And then of course it just like happened. Again. And so we, you know, we like laughed about it. And I was like, wow, it's so crazy. And he was like, yeah, the universe is really weird. I was like, it really is. Um, and then, you know, I think my f- favorite part, and it was like such a beautiful ending because I, I saw him. I didn't get out of the car. Um, and so it was like at a stoplight, the Uber had stopped and I rolled down the window and I was like, Hey, and he like looked at me and he looked at me with the face that he had always looked at me with, which is like, was this face of just like love. Like it just was like radiating off of him and I could see it and I could feel it even from, you know, the comfort of my Uber. And I, you know, remember that face and, you know, the car like slowly like rolled away in a very like dramatic fashion. It was like my last, like look at him but I'm so thankful for that because I think it was like a really um I don't know it was like very poignant and it was like such a wonderful like last exchange yeah well I guess it was nice to also have that moment right and not have it go back down the same loop that just kept happening it was Mm -hmm. like oh we finally got out of this thing we just kept running into in circles it's like we said that this was it we were able to see each other and it didn't lead to this going back to the same yeah, place. Yeah, so it was like this wonderful, wonderful way to end it. Yeah, where you could just like fully appreciate each other without having to like worry about this other weird yes, thing. Yes, like dynamic that could have happened. And if, yeah. I think if we had seen each other face to face, like that would have happened, like for a long period of time yeah. it would have happened. Yeah, it was the right amount of just like, quick hello, okay, Yeah. great. Yeah. I moved on, didn't let this get like two in my head. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's it. And, you know, I still, it's hard because I... You know, people are always like, well, as like time goes by, you'll you'll understand more. And I'm like, I don't like (laughs) like I've gone on other dates and I'm always like, "Eh." like, you know, it's hard to find something that matches that. Um, But I do think I've realized that, like, you know, love does have its limitations and you can really love somebody, but have them not be the right fit for you. Yeah, that I think that's like a big lesson that I learned in the past year, too, is like just because you put out all this thing into a person and they put everything back to you doesn't mean that like this is the healthiest thing for either person yeah and it seems like very much the same case with your situation and it's i think it's like a tough thing to just be like yeah Yeah. uh this is just gonna exist and i'm gonna have to move on with my life yes yeah and it's it's such a weird feeling because it's like you know you're like maybe i'll feel differently if i meet yeah somebody else else. yeah i don't know that i would like yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's I think it's a feeling that like I've felt new feelings for somebody else since then and it is like it's a different feeling and it's uh still a great like it's good but it's totally yeah, it's just it's weird having felt that for somebody else and then being like, "Oh yeah, this is going to happen again maybe." And then yeah. like it sort of does and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. It's different but it's still like very great and it's 
love almost becomes like sliders on like one of those like audio mixers you know or like you have these all your love people that are on these sliders and they're like going up and down over time but like they always are gonna like take up that slider yeah yeah and it might like go all the way off at some point in time but that still exists in your like body yeah and just understanding that like i don't know i mean you never know yeah Maybe when we're like 60 yeah, yeah, yeah. and our you shit has out, gone out the window. You've spent 30 years figuring out your shit and you're like, great, now we can actually do this in a healthy way. But until then, like I've learned to just like accept and, and like, you know, try to be like open to other experiences as I can. Yeah. But man, love. That's the whole point of the show it is hurts. the end. They all end <laughs> yeah. with just being like man love. <laughs> uh, yeah. But thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, sure. Sharing, Thanks Sarah. for having me. Yeah, um, if people, I don't know if you want people to like find out more about what you do online or anything. Do you have anything you want to plug or like people can follow you anywhere? Um, no. No. <laughs> Just be fully anonymous. N- nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much for sharing. Thanks. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.